the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we take your questions about your life and your money. It's a free call. Some say the advice is worth exactly what you pay for it. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Chris starts this hour in Phoenix. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Pleasure to speak with both of you. And I, uh, I hope the advice is better than free, which I'm sure it will be. So thank you. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we'll see when we're done. <laughs> so, so we are a new uh, Ramsonite, or well, I'm not sure if there's a correct term. We're new to the Ramsey <laughs> plan. Started in January. Uh, we've paid off $27,415.58. The problem is that we keep having... I've had some medical issues. She just got out of the hospital for two weeks. Um, just last week, we just found out my son needs like $3,000 for a car payment or a car uh, repair. And we just feel like we're going one step forward and two step back. And we can't just get traction. And uh, my question is, my grandmother gave us a stock when she passed away. And it was worth about... <sighs> $100 a share, now it's worth about 240 so it went from about 8000 to 24000 Should we sell that? Should we do something else? I just don't know what to do. I do think that you should liquidate that stock. Um, are you going back, when you say you're going backwards, are you like going through your $1,000 emergency fund backwards, starting from scratch, or is it just you're not making the type of headway on your snowball that you'd like to make? I would say both. Okay. All right. I agree with Jade. The thing, the thing is this, $24,000 cashed and in an emergency fund will not make the emergency stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are two kinds of, what happened with Sharon and I, and see if you can relate to this, Jade, if it worked with y'all too. The more we planned and the better we got at budgeting and the more we saved, the fewer emergencies we had. Yep. It, because when you're not budgeting for, uh, say, car repairs, like cars aren't going to break. Of course they're going to break. So you got to be budgeting for car repairs. If you're budgeting for car repairs, a car repair comes up, you just fix a car. It's not an emergency. If you have a chronic medical situation, an ongoing medical situation, that becomes a budget item. That's something you're just setting money aside every month for, Mm -hmm. and it's not an emergency. And so the more money you have and the better planning you are, the bigger a thing it takes for it to be an emergency. You're still in the early stages where every little thing has added drama. Now, hospitals, sure. hospital stays aren't little things, but car repair with your son. Tell me about that one. Um, so he just, uh, it's just, it was a, not a very expensive car that we got for him. He's a junior. And, uh, junior in what? So just high school, I'm sorry. Okay, that's, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and, uh, and so there was just some issue. There was some engine issues. Now there's just, we got a cheap older car. And so, uh, the repairs are not, the car's worth more than the repairs. Right. Um, so that's good. But it just, it just happened. We just found out Friday. And again, my wife got out of the hospital last, it was a bad week last week. Let's yeah. put it that way. Now, okay. So there's the two, two, there's two things my, that help ahead, you sorry. with this emotionally. One is if you look at these things and you go, okay, your wife being in the hospital, unless is this a chronic illness? What's wrong with her? 
Um, she does have a chronic illness, but this was something totally different. That was an actual emergency, and she had to have a procedure and some things done to get her better. It had nothing to do with her other medical issue, unfortunately. Okay. And so, you know, that event is a one-off. Mm-hmm. Correct. The chances of that happening again in the next three years are very close to zero. I would agree. Okay. And so, you know, you're not going to have 10 of those, but you will have 10 of the car breaking down. Yeah. Okay. Th- those are predictable things that go on. I mean, oh, oh, my dog got sick and had to go to the vet. If you have a dog, you need a line item. It's going to be sick. Yep. You know, it's per- the vets. And if you have children, mm-hmm. pediatrician bills are not an emergency they're an expected thing Mm -hmm. they're going to get the flu they're going to bust their head and have to have staples just count on it hey are you using an every dollar budget i do have the every dollar app we did start with that okay i did not factor in january when we started but you hadn't you hadn't factored in these other life things yet (laughs) i didn't say i was doing it well dave no i I I wasn't making fun of you you're you're in (laughs) a very normal no no, listen if 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 you need to be smacked around i'll do it you know i'm good at that that's you're actually doing good for Uh the stage that you're in you've been doing this for only about six or seven months Mm -hmm. and you're at the stage where you discover that i can plan away some emergencies therefore they're not really emergencies other emergent in my every dollar budget other emergencies are going to be an anomaly and they're always going to happen and that's what the emergency fund is for and when you do that every dollar budget let's say you did your budget for uh, august right and we're going into september it will use august the the previous month's budget as a template for the coming month's budget and you need to use that to learn from you need to look at those things and go okay you know what there was a medical thing on there and and maybe that was a one-off but maybe that's an indicator that i need to put some keep that on my line item we had a car you know learn from what your previous month line items were because that's telling you about what your life situation is don't just take them off there and assume they're one-offs learn from that and go okay you know what let me go back because a couple months ago we had something like that too so that's an opportunity for you to learn the longer you do it the more accurate it becomes sounds silly but when we first started our budget our kids were little and uh uh a field trip yes that we didn't know about and surprised us an activity fee at school that we Mm -hmm. didn't know became an emergency Mm -hmm. and that's the type of thing i'm talking about that's not really emergency and so i transferred that emergency from me to the kid Mm -hmm. by saying you don't tell us and it's not in the budget you don't go facts and suddenly they their memories improve (laughs) Their ability to communicate from the classroom to the home was vastly yeah, improved. That's right. Yeah, you put it. So I just transferred. So now it's not an emergency. Now we can plan for it. Mm-hmm. We don't have to have all this drama because yeah. emergencies always have drama. It, well, yeah. I mean, it's 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 teenagers' car blue. breaks. That's a lot of drama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if you look at it, a lot of the things that we say, it's like if you just look at the context clues, you might find that it's coming, and you need to prepare for it. Like if you're AC. It's, it's barely making it. It's making noises. You yeah. have to look for the context clues that are going on. So you say, okay, you know what? Well, it's 10 years old and we have record heat. Right. Count Start, on it. Yeah. Just count on it. It's coming. Count on it. Just count on it. Yeah. Hey, Every Dollar Budget Webinar this Wednesday. Jade is going to be doing this, uh, talking about irregular income, talking about how to prepare for upcoming emergencies. That's right. Uh, going to be covering all of it. It's a free webinar, limited. Only 10,000 folks can come. And we've been having a little bit over 10,000 sign up for these. So That's right. free every, go to everydollar.com slash budgeting. It's this Wednesday. What time? 
It is at lunchtime, 11.30 Central Time. Central Time. All right. Uh, Jade's Every Dollar webinar, August 30th, everydollar.com slash budgeting, completely free on how to run the Every Dollar app and how to run a budget. This is The Ramsey Show. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but fruit chews and veggie chips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is with us today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. I don't know if we're allowed to announce this or not, but I'm going to act like I own the place. Uh, George Campbell is not here today because <gasps> George has uh, a new little girl. That's right, Dave. And uh, she is beautiful. She looks just like her mother, thank God. Yes, she does. And uh, she's precious, and she came on Friday, and... Um, He's useless. I bet he is. He is completely useless. <laughs> he's in a pile. Yeah. He's complete. Well, that's what little girls do. Love they struck. do that to start with. But uh, man, I'm telling you, George, he is going to be a um, an enabling, doting father. Oh, 100%. Useless. He is with his dogs, so I know he will always be with his kids. <laughs> the so. dogs The dogs might uh, have to take a lower list on the totem pole Those at dogs this have no idea how much their life is getting ready to change. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. Well, congratulations to George and Whitney. Little Mia is right. absolutely. Oh, there oh, they got there her they up are. on YouTube. So cute. Which they, he did post it on the on his Instagram. So I guess I can say it on the air. It yeah. is, it's not a secret. So Mia uh, James. Yeah, she's Mia a James. precious little thing. All right, open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. Jamie is with us in Alberta. Hi, Jamie. Welcome, Alberta, Canada. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, thanks, Dave, for taking my call. Sure. What's up? <laughs> um, I just wanted to say uh, my husband and I started your baby steps last September, so about a year now, and uh, we did the whole beans and rice. I sold everything we had, and I went back to work. We got completely debt-free, paid off 40000 in debt. Way paid, to go! Uh, fully funded emergency fund, <laughs> and are now, and we've already been putting... Um, our 15% away into retirement. So now we're kind of on step, I guess, five and six. Um, but we've kind of come to a bit of a, I don't know, feels like stagnant spot now in this plan because my husband's lost motivation because, you know, we accomplished so much and he's not really keen to pay down the mortgage. Um, he thinks. Wait a minute, a Canadian that doesn't want to pay down their mortgage. Do you know how weird that is? (laughs) Well, I, I guess, yeah, I, I mean, he wants to, but not at the expense of us not having any fun for the next <laughs> few well, years of our life. 
Well, there is some something to be said about that because you're used to the intensity of baby step one, two, and three, right? It's yeah. you're just going yeah. hard in the paint. Every dollar yeah. is going to that, but it doesn't have to yeah. be like that for baby step I six. Know. I know, but he I wants feel to like live a little. To get out of that, he does, and I want to stay in this mentality because no, you're wrong. Baby step. Oh, you're wrong. He yeah. you how you're just kind of gluttonous and you want things you don't need. And no, he's I've not really gluttonous. Much- he just would like to eat occasionally. Yeah, he. <laughs> You've not been feeding. The he boy. wants a new pair of jeans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not so much that; it's bigger stuff. Like he wants, because right now if he works an overtime shift, he brings in about an extra six hundred dollars just for one shift. So mm-hmm. if he works a couple of those a month. He wants all that extra money to go towards a camper or like a piece of land for our us and our kids to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, I want to do that, but not until we have like. Do you have the money to save up for that piece of land? And yes. like, aside from yes. the $600 that he's getting for this overtime, do you have other money to put towards the oh, mortgage? Yeah. Oh, yes. Girl. Yeah, we probably have every month, <laughs> we probably have an extra $2,000 that just kind of <laughs> isn't doing much. You got to let him have I the know. 600 <laughs> No, 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 not the 600. Mm-hmm. It, it may be a thousand. It may be 400. It's not, yeah, it's his overtime is not yeah. relevant. He's not, it, it's the, here's what we're going to do. Okay. We're going to move after baby step three from intense scorched earth, beans and rice, rice and beans, ramen noodles. We're going to move away mm-hmm. from that in baby steps mm-hmm. four, five, and six from intense to intentional. Intentional mm-hmm. means these are the stages at which you pay cash and upgrade your car. These are the stages you save up and buy an inexpensive, paid-for, used camper, not a three hundred thousand right. dollar camper. Oh no! Okay, yeah, this sure. is the stage at which we go on vacation. This is the stage at yeah. which we can put going out to eat back in the budget. This is the stage yeah. if we need to replace the twenty-year-old mattress, we pay cash for it and replace the mattress. Yeah. This is intentional not intense yeah. and some of those things are going to slow down if you had mm-hmm. what you could have put towards the house but you're going to do some yeah. of those things because it's a longer slog to pay off the house it, you know you're, yeah. you're moving from sprinting to marathoning yeah. jamie let me ask mm-hmm. you a question and my knowledge on this is somewhat slim but i do know in canada mm-hmm. your interest rate changes every several years right like every five years Every 10 years, is that Correct. right? Yeah. Is it is that what yeah. you're trying to avoid? Is there any part of that? that- um, kind of, yeah. So we just re-signed for five years of mortgage right before rates went up. So we're only paying 2.2%, oh. which is awesome. That's great. No, you just so got 20, your you just got the pedal to the metal, and you don't want to let up. <laughs> she does it. Exactly. Yeah. You are still going to pay off your you're still going to pay off your mortgage so fast. You will. Know, how much is a balance on how much is a balance on your mortgage? Uh, about 400,000. What's your household income? Um, depend like, is that including the overtime? Generally it's yeah. about 200,000 combined. Okay. So when do you think you're going to pay off the house? Like five years? Well, if it's my husband's way, it won't be for 15. No, no your husband's not, not really saying 15. You're whining. Um, it's not all yeah, or nothing. Well, honestly, okay. Originally, when we started your baby steps, we wanted 10 you years. You could do so it. if you, years, With intensity, you could do it in three and a half to four years. Of course. I agree. But, I but no, 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 no. But I am not going to recommend that. Okay. I'm not going to recommend three and a half to four. Mm-hmm. I'm going to recommend five or six and buy an inexpensive camper. I would not buy the land. Mm-hmm. I'd buy a nice camper. Okay. 
I'd buy some things around the house, loosen up and enjoy your life a little. So it sounds okay. like if you are really telling the truth about him, I think you're exaggerating his yeah. position. I think but so if you're too, really telling the truth about him, what we're telling you to do is between you two. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking he's probably closer to where we are and you're just all riled up. <laughs> She's an all or nothing personality. It's like I love it. That's what got you here. Of course. That's wonderful. But it's not sustainable over four years, five years. It's very difficult to do that. You all did it over a long period of time, but you were in baby step two the whole time. Yes. And you didn't have a choice. Look, Sam and I have had that conversation, and I am the one that's like, put all the money on the house. And he's like, Ah, calm down. We're not doing that. Ah, (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anna is with us in Meridian, Mississippi. Hi, Anna. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. So excited to be talking to you. You too. What's up? Um, Okay, I have a question about retirement. Um, If I can give you some numbers. My husband and I are both 56 years old. I get a $2,000 a month pension. I do some contract work that brings in about $2,000 a month. He makes about $120 a year. He has $350,000 in his work 457 account. Our house is worth about 400000 We owe 180 Because we are behind the game in investing, because obviously through the years, if we had done the 15% for years, we would have had more than 350 in his account. Should we invest more and just pay the regular on the house, make the regular house payment, or should we pay, try to pay down the house and continue with just the 15%? investment Mm -hmm. well the way that we're going to teach you we're always going to tell you to walk through our series of baby steps how familiar are you with those baby steps i am i am familiar so we are doing the 15 percent now Mm -hmm. but we haven't been yeah so i didn't know if we Uh, needed are you going to keep doing it going forward at least 15 percent? absolutely as long as you keep as long as you keep doing the 15 percent going forward any money above that that you have left you would throw out your mortgage because you want to get that mortgage paid off. You owe 180000 on it. He's making 120000 a year. It sounds like you're also getting another piece of income, 2000 a month. You've got a lot. Mm-hmm. You've got a big shovel to really hit this thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you, you got about 125000 130000 to hit this with. I'm going to do exactly mm-hmm. the baby steps. Here's why. You want a paid for house when you get to retirement. Here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. If, are, is the three fifty invested in good mutual funds? Um, I'm not sure. I just know it's his work retirement account. It's a 450. Make sure it's invested in good mutual funds the way we teach and making a good return. If it's making 10%, it'll double every seven years. So not counting what you put in, the 350 when you're 63 will be 700. When you're 70, it'll be 1.4 million. You're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to be okay. If you keep on track, you're going to be just fine. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want, every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today. Every dollar. Jade Walshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. I'm Dave Ramsey. 
This is the Ramsey Show. So uh, student loans are emerging from deep freeze and borrowers are confused. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal says, I will add to that, um, they're angry. Oh, yeah. I will add to that, that they're scared. Yes. Frustrated. Mm. Yeah. It says student loan borrowers are finding out that restarting 1.6 trillion federal program is much more confusing than just when they were able to turn the switch off, right? It's harder to turn it back on with the pandemic relief ending. Borrowers will start owing interest as of Friday, as in in four days. Uh, They are learning new payment schedules. They're often getting this information via email from these servicers that they might not have ever heard of, okay? Uh, And this is what I want to talk about. I know you guys are getting emails in and it's like oh who are you oh you're the person who's servicing my loan now and you don't even know you don't even know what your payment is it says it's this is about four in ten borrowers their loan was transferred to a new servicer during the pause that began march 2020 40 percent they moved the servicing mm-hmm. on an already incompetent and inept industry yeah this yeah. is going to be a freaking barrel of fish hooks yeah you could have multiple new servicers. I mean, you got 40 million people, so 40% is 16 million. Mm-hmm. 16 million accounts have been moved mm-hmm. and are all restarting interest Friday and payments in October. Mm-hmm. And the- Only the government can create a mess like this. You I mean, you have to work to screw up Christmas. Seriously. <laughs> Look, and the problem is these people are calling to find out information. This one lady, her story is she's had her loans forever. She's got 14,000 left and she's calling and not able to get through the lines because the lines are so jammed and she can't get clarification on what her loan is, on what the amount is. And so after three years of payment, she's finally called, of no payment, she's finally called and can't get answers. So that's why we've been telling you guys, don't wait on this. Don't sit on your hands. Don't wait till the last minute. You need to start. Here's what's going to happen. If you do nothing because you get confused, mm-hmm. because you can't get through on the lines, they're going to tag you with late fees because oh, yeah. you're not paying your payment on time, even though you don't even know where they are. Yeah, they're going to you're going to get confused because there's a couple of things. There's different options out there, right? They've got these payment plans that they're automatically enrolling some people in and they will automatically enroll you if you are delinquent on your first few payments. So you do not want to just act like this is not happening. Yeah, now is not the time the, to be in denial. Yeah, you know, they'll put you in the 30 year, you're never gonna pay it off plan mm-hmm. automatically. That's the default plan. Yeah. 30 years, you're never gonna pay it off. That's the default it's like a, plan. like a mortgage you're gonna keep forever. That's the, the idea. The other default is that it's, it's like, they're calling it an on-ramp, Dave, where it's, I need a 12 month on-ramp during which time, by the way, interest is accumulating, mm-hmm. but they're telling you, okay, that's fine. We just won't report We're you to the credit. We're going to ease you into screwing you. Yeah. <laughs> we just won't report it. You're still gonna, screwing yourself. Yeah. We just won't tell anybody. Yeah, we're going to screw you, <laughs> but we're going to ease you into it. Yeah. So let me help you with this, okay? A bank that has a loan out with you, if they are collecting the interest, does not want you to pay off the loan. They want to collect the interest forever. Mm -hmm. You know what a student loan servicer is? A bank. Mm -hmm. You know when they want you to pay off the student loan? Never. They just want you to pay fees and interest forever. So they're going to make this difficult 
and confusing and frustrating mm-hmm. because they want you there forever. And they're going to offer you plans that are forever. This is how this works, boys and girls. Don't mm-hmm. be naive. This is this is called planned incompetence. The Navient, the Navient agent on Borrowed Future said that they were trained to mess up the call so you would hang up and get frustrated and not get your situation rectified so you mm-hmm. stayed in debt forever. That's in our documentary on student loans. A, an actual agent that used to be on the phones with mm-hmm. Navient and uh, we, we had to garble her voice because she feared for her life because, wow. you know, you don't cross these people. I'm kidding, but not really. But, um, oh, my gosh. Well, here's Forever. What, I, what I want you guys to take away from this is, A, we're here to give you information, and we're going to tell you more about a live stream that we're going to offer about this very thing. But y'all are smart. You can go online. You can read about this stuff. You can find out for yourself. You can be in the know so that when you talk to these people on the phone, they're not you're not relying on them for information you already know what you want to do and you're going to do what you're going to do that does that make sense don't call these people saying well what do you think i should do do you think i should get on a payment plan you think i should wait on buying to forgive my loans honey that ship has sailed they are not your advisors yeah we're talking about the uh the supreme court shot a cannonball through his butt okay there is no forgiveness no it's done. He sunk the ship. It's done. The ship has sailed. It's gone. Yeah. You're not getting forgiveness. The forgiveness is going to come at the tips of your fingers mm-hmm. when you push mm-hmm. submit payment, submit payment, submit payment over and over and over, and you pay the freaking thing off. That's where forgiveness is going to come from. So I, you don't need to ask anybody about that. That's already pretty much old news. Mm-hmm. It was called a, it was called a suspect, a sus move politically when he when he said the forgiveness anyway he's a lawyer (laughs) he knew an executive order didn't have the ability to do something that an act of congress is required and the supreme court confirmed it for him it was sus from beginning it helped him with the midterm elections guys grow up pay off your freaking debts those of you that have had your head in the sand let me tell you about this this stuff has a high rate of resurrection it Mm -hmm. will come up out of the grave zombify your butt okay it will come up and walk dead straight into your living room deal with this that's a fact i told people i was sharing with them a couple days back on the show you know sam and i had two hundred eighty thousand of student loans different providers they got sold off and were spread into chunks everywhere did you experience the planned incompetence oh yeah uh look if you that's why i said if you get on the phone with these people these are their parents are cousins yes they hire people whose parents are cousins the worst yeah kissing cousins the worst of the worst Okay, you can't depend on them. They will keep you in debt forever. You inbred, brain damaged fool. Get my account straightened out. Oh my God. Yeah. It's unbelievable. All they want is a payment. All they want is a payment. They don't want your peace. And we actually they care don't even about really your peace. want a payment. They just want the interest and the fees. They oh, want you to right. stay in debt forever. Did I mention that? Forever. There we go. So we're going to help you with this. Wall Street Journal is telling you that people are really confused. We've added to that. We know some of you are angry, and we know some of you are scared. Mm -hmm. You're disillusioned with the political system. (laughs) Welcome to adulthood. And so, uh, yeah, there you go. You're going to end up paying this, boys and girls, men and women, gentlemen, ladies. You're going to pay it. So let us help you. We're going to do that. We're going to Jade, who knows something about paying this off, paid off 260000 bucks. Rachel Cruz, leading student loan expert, financial Mm -hmm. 
uh, expert with Ramsey, and I'm going to hang around too. The three of us are going to do a student loan live stream. We're excited about this. It's yes. going to be incredible. It's how we got into this mess and how we're going to get out. Mm-hmm. Student loan debt in America. We're doing this on September the 12th. You know how much we're going to charge you? Nothing. It's free. 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 And let me just reiterate. And it's worth every penny. This is, we're going to give you real solutions. We're going to show you tactful, practical things. Ramsey Solutions. Solutions. That's what we do. We're about solutions. Look at that. Look at that. We're going to help you guys. Yeah, seriously. We're going to show you how to get out. But, uh, you know, spoiler alert, no easy way. There's work involved. Yeah, this is not. Spoiler alert, you're going to pay a price to win. Spoiler alert, we don't have any hacks that make this easy. Spoiler alert, all we're going to do is do our best to give you information and inspiration to get your butt in gear. Because some of you have been sitting around with your head in the sand, and it's not going to get any better. Mm-mm. You know what happens when you stick your head in the sand? Your butt is exposed, okay? It oh. doesn't work, all right? <laughs> You've got to deal with this. you got to deal with it. Student loan live stream. RamseySolutions.com slash student loans. Sign up. It's September the 12th. It's completely free, and uh, we want you to watch it because we're going to a lot of trouble to do it, and we don't want two people watching it. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend. And their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Teresa's in Orlando. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Hi, Dave. I'm great. Thank you. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Absolutely. Well, honored to have you. How can we help? Awesome. Um, so um, we, my husband and I, we are looking for a piece of land um, to build uh, a home on. We're looking for like two to five acres, and we're just now getting started on this 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 journey and this process. Um, I don't even really know exactly where to begin. I have actually um, already started talking with Churchill Mortgage, and a broker's been um, working with me so far. Um, I just want to know, you know, what kind of wisdom you would share of uh, buying land and building a house. Um, we are debt free and we have 90,000 to put down. Mm-hmm. Um, an aspect of this is my husband really wants to use his VA loan. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he wants to use the VA process. Is um, it, is it, is he disabled? Uh, he's, he's not disabled, but he is medically retired from, um, from the military. Um, and he works full time and I do too, both in public 
service sector. Yeah, if you are um, if you're if you're disabled according to the VA, then they will waive the VA fees. Otherwise, you don't want to use the VA. And I'm not positive if what you've just described is going to qualify. The VA is the most expensive loan out there. It's not a good loan unless you're disabled. Yeah. Now, medically discharged may qualify him for the waiver of all those fees. If it does, then it's fine to use it. Okay. I think that it does. Yeah. Um, okay. and so that's Churchill, Churchill that can tell you based on your you, – Churchill can tell you based on the uh, application you put in and based on the type of medical payments you're receiving from the military. But um, okay. you have to be uh, – disabled according to the military and it sounds like he is it sounds like that's what you're describing but um yeah but if you're uh just a a non-disabled veteran do not use the va because it is more expensive okay which is weird because okay. it's supposed to be a veteran's mm-hmm. benefit benefit and then it's more expensive so that's dumb but that's doesn't matter it's the government so right okay so it really comes down to those to those fees um, another question that I had for you was, um, so we have 90,000 to, to put down mm-hmm. towards this journey. Mm-hmm. Um, should we, um, so I have a 401k and, you know, I contribute, um, to the match that my company matches. Mm-hmm. And then my husband, um, does deferred comp, um, cause he's with the sheriff's department. Mm-hmm. Should we pause those investments while we stack up cash? Um, since it's a land and building loan, they want like a lot more money down. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, um, it depends on how quickly you want to accomplish this goal. Mm -hmm. Right. Like if you, if, if, if it's important to you to get into the house now and get, you know, get this money stacked up as quickly as possible, you could pause it. The maximum I'd be putting into retirement is 15% of your income. Yeah. If you're putting in more than that, I would back it down at least to that. If you want to back it down a little bit more temporarily. But what are you thinking you're going to spend on the land and the build? Uh, it's not it's not easy in the area that we um and that we're in. It's not easy in any of, area. Yeah. So, um the land it's looking like it's going to be about 200 to 250,000. Um, and then I've been quoted by builders, um, of the type house that we want to build at about 250,000 also. How much land are you buying? Two to five acres, hopefully five acres. That ratio is not smart. Okay. Typically, uh, you're buying, you're buying an estate lot at, at the most, but, um, you know, typically if you're doing a typical lot build, your, your land cost should be 20% of your total project. And so you're you're a little steep there. You're at fifty percent, um, yeah. and you're not buying a t- hundred acres. If you're buying a hundred acres, the ratios change, okay? But um, you know, I, you may be underbuilding that area substantially. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you you need to think about where you're buying this land in ratio well, to the size of the project. But if you got ninety grand down on a four hundred, if you got a four hundred thousand, five hundred thousand dollar project, and you got ninety grand down, you got a bankable deal right now. You don't have to have 50% down to get a construction loan. You're buying because a construction loan is going to take a loan, a, a lien against the property, a first position, meaning they're not going to, not going to be a land loan and a construction loan. They'll t- take out the land loan and then they will do draws to the builder, build, raising the amount of debt as it goes, as the house is built, because the money's being paid out to the lumber company. The money's being paid out to the uh, different subcontractors as the build goes. 
And then when the total house is done, you've got a set loan. In your case, it's going to be $300,000, $350,000 or so. And then that's going to be, with Churchill Mortgage, become, you're going to roll that into a regular mortgage, a traditional mortgage, a permanent mortgage. And you have to get a letter that states that you have that regular mortgage lined up in order to get the construction loan. And that letter is called a takeout letter. And the takeout letter means the new permanent mortgage is going to take out the construction loan after the house is completed. That's what it means. And so you got to get all that lined up and then push those dominoes and you can close on the land. You can close on, you don't, you know, you can close on the construction loan. You can get the builder started all the same week. Once you've got everything lined up, but get your plans done, the budget's done. Um, the builder selected, uh, and, and get everything lined up and then, you know, fire a pistol and push the dominoes and say, everybody, everybody go, here we go. Love it. Otherwise, it, otherwise it drags out forever. You end up spending three years building a stinking house. Yeah, my 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 biggest thing for her was like you said the the land is costing equal to the amount of the home. That's weird. That doesn't feel. It's okay. I mean, that'd be okay if again if you got a large tract. But I guess my question is: Does that affect how they are funneling those funds to the construction loan if the ratio is not right? No, they're still going to make a. I mean. Uh, they still want to see the equity in the house when it's done. So if she's got a total land and build of 350000 in the thing and it's mm -hmm. worth five hundred, mm -hmm. they're still going to be fine. That's true. Okay. They're still looking for that loan-to-value ratio mm -hmm. at the end of the project, regardless of how we got there. In their case, it's just a small house on a big piece of ground. Okay. So that, that that's really just for her, her value. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's the thing. Because, again, you, you take a million-dollar house, is typically a $200,000 lot. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. You know, you got a, back in 100 years ago, it was a $100,000 house, $20,000 lot. Yeah. $500,000 house, you know, you're looking at a $100,000 lot. So, I mean, that's just, you know, 20%. It's our general rule of thumb. It's not exact. It's not a, you broke something or you did something wrong. It's not dumb. But that's just a general rule on a lot. But if you put 100 acres under it, you might have 75% in the land and 25% in the house. That's true. I just wonder, well, that's neither here or there. I could come up with stuff on that all day. I'm thinking if she underbuilds that house on that plot of land, could that cause her issues selling it down the line? Yes. Well, and it, it it's because it's weird. It's in a yeah. weird, it's an under, it's a, a house that's the smallest thing in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. very, very strange. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be the smallest than the largest, but it's still, it's still a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... That's what you're Some looking for. And, and you know, let's just go ahead and sidebar just a second. A lot of people are talking about building right now. It's a great time to build, by the way. I'm building a house right now. It's a great time to build because building has slowed down with the higher interest rates. The market's slowed down. And uh, there's more builders available, more subs available. Mm -hmm. The supply chain crap from the uh, from the Fauci quarantine has gone away. And the, uh, you know, if, so lumber prices have stabilized sub prices are stabilized most things have come back down to a normal reasonable pricing structure on your supplies you can get windows again uh, you know that kind of stuff so I'm, I'm in the middle of a build project right this second and i started at perfect timing because everybody everybody's ready to help so here's a couple things you want to do when you're building all right three pieces of paper run the project that's how you do project management people all right you have a budget and we don't buy stuff over budget so we've got this much allocated for carpet that's the carpet or hardwoods. That's the that's what it is. You got a plan, blueprint. You build the house on paper. It's a lot cheaper to build it on paper and change it on paper before you start building. And you have a schedule. 
Are we on schedule? Are we on budget? And are we on plan? And this is the discussion my builder and I have every week. And we're all smiling because we're on budget, we're on schedule, and we're on plan. This is how it works. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Stuart is in Richmond, Virginia. Hi, Stuart. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? Great. So my wife and I have some extra money, and we're trying to figure out the best way to prioritize spending it. Uh, To give you a little bit of background, we're currently on baby steps four, five, and six. We're actually on baby steps five and six for this year. We've finished uh, funding for retirement. Um, this money that we have was initially going to be earmarked for our kids' college uh, because we just got to baby steps five, four, five, six this year. So their funding is is low. We've been trying to step that up monthly, and we're putting away a pretty decent amount each month. But we how, how old to, are they? So I have five kids, and they range in age from the eldest being thirteen, the youngest being two. Okay. Um, we're currently putting away about $4,000 a month uh, in their college savings. Um, I had two wrinkles come up financially here this month, one of which was I got into a car accident. Cars probably totaled. going to need to get a new car. At the same time, um, the company that I work for has offered me the opportunity to purchase some equity. I already have a decent amount. It's I work for a, a privately held company, so it's illiquid. Um, but the money that I've put in there previously has performed very, very well. Uh, so I wanted at, to, to purchase this if, I, if it made sense. It's about $45,000 uh, that we're, we're working with here and really just trying to figure out the best way to allocate that spending. Your car had insurance on it, didn't it? It, it did, yeah. So what, I what's that car that worth? Ticketed. Yeah, it wasn't all that much, uh, probably eight or $9,000. Um, okay, so you're so driving an eight or $9,000 car. The totaling yeah. of the car is not the problem because you could just go buy an eight or nine thousand dollar car. Like oh, you yeah, I can buy a new car. Correct. Okay, a, a, the same car about. I mean, that's what the insurance is for. Um, the question is, do you want to move up in car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or most buy likely. Equity? Correct. And the my thought process there is that we have, uh, like I said, five kids. I was just driving a sedan. I'm most likely going to get need to get something a little bit bigger, and um, you know softly used four or five-year-old SUVs are still going for $25,000 or so uh, in our area. Now, so the question is, do you want to move up in car or buy equity in the thing? Because your other car was fine until you had a wreck. Right. Yeah. So most likely we'll we'll move up in car. Okay. Um, That's fine. What's your household income? Uh, so I make uh, about 280. Um, my wife is she stays home with our kids, but she does some bookkeeping on the side. It makes yeah. about thirty-five. Well, right? if you if you pay cash for a car that's worth twenty-five, you make two hundred fifty. There's nothing wrong with that. Would you prioritize putting some of that into our kids' college fund? Because, like I said, we just started doing that this year, so it's pretty. I, I'd rather have a college fund than I would a minority interest in a privately held illiquid company. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. For sure. All right. Well, yeah, that makes sense. The the reason I was thinking that is because, I mean, I've got close to $200,000 in equity uh, in the company, and mm-hmm. it's, like I said, it's performed pretty well. Yeah, what's your um, percentage but, of ownership? Uh, very, very small. Yeah, so it's a big company, yeah. you got absolutely no control over the situation. Correct. Bozo's running it, could do cocaine, run the thing in the, into a, the sink, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a minority true. interest in a privately held company. Illiquid, you're screwed, yeah. I'd rather I mean, put the extra money to the kids' college fund or paying off your own house. That's what I would yeah. do. Yeah, you you got Will enough you, invested in this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you got plenty invested. Are they going to take it public, or you just going to sit here and ride uh, it out for the ROI? I don't know the answer to that question. What's actually. the exit strategy if you quit? Um, it's I would be able to pull that out at the next equity event, which is either a recapitalization or a sale of the company. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Which is again at, at their whim. At their whim. So you're stuck with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. This is what scares me about minority interest in, in small small you know, it's not that small, but privately held situation where you basically have zero control over this. That, that's right. what scares me. And so yeah, I'm. Uh, I think you got more than enough in there. I wouldn't put any more in it. I'd, I'd ride what you got and let's pay cash for the kids' college, get you a car, and. Um, I'm throwing the rest in, you know, towards the house, like Jade said. Yeah, going back to what he said, because I'm interested. If he if he did that, what's the what's the hope? Is that this company becomes publicly traded? No, I mean, is there? They have they've given him no indication based on our conversation just now. They're going to do that. Yeah, but and that so would be the only. Basically, his hope is is that they make a profit, and his percentage he gets paid out in profits. And so he's the two hundred thousand he's got invested today. Mm-hmm has made him good money. Mm-hmm. He's made a good rate of return on that. So mm-hmm. say he's getting an extra $50,000 a year. I mean, okay. that's 25% yeah. rate of return. That'd probably be about what he's getting. He's probably yeah. getting some something north of 20 anyway uh, today. But again, you know, there's human beings running the thing. Yeah, it's and, risky. Um, and there's variables in the economy. You don't know when the next Fauci is going to come along. And so you just can't <laughs> you just can't control everything. You know, you can't control everything outside of yourself. Fauci really messed you up, Dave. <laughs> no, no, Fauci really messed up America. And so that means that for the rest of my life I have the pleasure of messing with Fauci. Yeah. I love it. When I'm you turn when it. you screw everybody and your name gets turned into a verb, you got Fauci. You got Fauci. That's when you know you're you have been labeled permanently. So yeah. yeah that's oh. a psychological scar on all of us. And that's but it's okay. We'll be okay. So can Fauci get Ramseyed? I, I doubt he cares. <laughs> probably, probably not a big, probably not a big on his threat radar. It's probably not a big thing. So, I think he's probably a lot more worried about Rand Paul. All right. <laughs> Open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. You guys jump in. We'll talk about your life and your money. It's what we're here for, and uh, we'll try to help you. We're an expert on our opinion. That's right. And uh, hey, we've helped a lot of folk, and. Uh, some people agree with it, some don't. You don't have to do it. You're grown-ups. You get to do what you want to do. But we'll teach you what we know and what we've led uh, tens of millions of people out of debt and millions of people into million-dollar net worths and uh, more than anybody else. And so we've got a pretty good track record, but there's a lot of reason to disagree with us. And uh, I sometimes argue with myself. So <laughs> I was doing that a while ago in a board meeting. We had our operating board meeting this morning, and I got an argument with myself. It's ridiculous. As long as you do it in front of people. 
I do, but it's a little bit like I've got multiple personalities. Oh, wait, I do. I have Jade and Rachel and George. Hey! And <laughs> That's good. And Deloney and Coleman, and there you go. There you uh, go. Lots of Ramsey personalities. This is The Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personalities, my co-host. The Ramsey Show Question of the Day, sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Most American homes have dozens of of appliances, and chances are at any given time there's something wrong with at least one of them. Mr. Appliance, a Neighborly brand, offers expert appliance service on your schedule. Visit Neighborly.com to find out home service experts near you, including a Mr. Appliance in your area. Mm. Today's question comes from Cindy in Kansas. She says we have about $185,000 of equity in our house. With rates being what they are right now, is there anything we can do with the with our equity? Or should we wait till rates drop to possibly take out money to finish the basement and redo the deck? We have great credit and owe $115,000 on the house. We just don't understand if there's any benefit to having all this equity. We do plan to move in the next two years due to better schools. Would pulling, out, would pulling from the equity of our house to finish the basement to increase our square footage to 3,000 square feet be smart? I got an offer from the bank saying I could take out an interest-only payment for 10 years. But I never heard of that before, and I didn't know if it's a good thing. Um, <laughs> we're from the yeah. bank, and we're here to help. Yeah, those words don't go together. And if they do, they're lies. <laughs> they're not here to help. Um, I want to make sure we're speaking the same language here because words like debt and loans and interest rates, I don't care a whole lot about that. What I do care about is this equity in your home. And the great thing about that equity, Cindy, is that's of value to you. That's wealth that you're building in your home. And no, I would not take that out to do repairs. You're stealing and robbing from your future when you do that. What I would do is start putting aside money to do those repairs on your home yourself and pay cash for those. And you might be thinking, yeah, Jade, but I'm going to move in two years and, you know, won't I get the money back? Maybe, maybe not. But I'd rather have that money in equity so that when I go to move, you're getting all that money back to put on your next home. If you take all that money now, you're not going to have much of a down payment to roll over into the next home. Does that make sense? So no, I would not pull out all of that equity. As a matter of fact, depending on what your situation is, if you don't have any debt, I'd actually double down and start paying more to pay off the home. Or like you said, you could put some of that money aside to save for the renovations. I would not deal with the bank on this. I would not go into debt for this. Um, not doing it. That's all I can say. So, um, Cindy, for the, for you and those like you that say, um, I never heard of that before, an interest-only loan payment for 10 years. Well, interest-only means you paid only interest. the interest which means you paid nothing on the debt, which means this goes on forever 
and mm-hmm. ever. Amen. Mm-hmm. Not only 10 years. Forever and ever. Amen. It just keeps going and going yeah. and going and going and going, going. There's no end to it. None whatsoever. It just goes on. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in debt forever. And the, the big problem with that is that you write checks every month mm-hmm. for the privilege of going nowhere. Just running like a rat in a wheel. Mm-hmm. That's what interest only is. No traction. No progress. And we know from having studied wealthy people that one of the primary things people do, there's two things that really cause people to get their first $1 million to $5 million in net worth. The two primary things are they invest steadily in their retirement plans and good growth stock mutual funds like 401ks and Roth IRAs, and they pay off their home, not pay only the interest and stay in debt forever and ever and ever and ever. So the product that the bank is offering you here is to screw you, Mm -hmm. which is what banks do, and they're there to mess you over. That's their job, and they're good at it. And there's to take interest from you and keep you in debt perpetually. So people that do this type of loan are what we call middle class. Perpetually. There's nothing evil about being middle class. But when you do middle class stupid things that cause you to stay middle class, when you have the ability to be much higher in the socioeconomic strata, meaning you had millions of dollars in net worth, and you had a great, solid, wonderful golden rocking chair at your retirement instead of, I hope the government will take care of me, mm-hmm. which is well known for its ability to handle money. This is a stupid plan, okay? So, no, we don't do that. So the, the deal is, uh, you know, there's here's some things that, uh, you know, we could just take a second and talk about this. It's yeah. a good idea because I, I grew up in a uh, – slightly lower middle-class family Mm -hmm. okay and so i watched people do middle-class stuff okay here's what middle class Uh, by the way there's poor people stuff that they do too sure and then there's rich people stuff that you do yes and it's not that one's a person is better by character than another by doing these things these are just the financial moves that cause you to stay in one of these areas okay Mm -hmm. poor people would be payday lender yes pawn shop title loans Mm mm-hmm uh, pay at the pay at uh, uh, payday. What do you call uh, it? Uh, payday loan? Like, pay, pay at the car lot. Whatever it is. What do you oh, call tote it? Tote the note. Tote the note. Um, rent to own your Ooh. freaking washer and dryer. Yes. And pay about five x for it yes. when you do that. Uh, these are poor people. Lottery. Lottery is yes, going to make me lottery. rich. Mm-hmm. They, by the way, almost all lottery tickets. Seventy eight percent of lottery tickets are sold in poor zip codes. Mm. Yeah, and in Tennessee, the lottery money is used to send uh, middle class and upper class people's kids to school. They pay for your, they give you three thousand, four thousand dollars for for tuition. So in Tennessee, poor people are sending rich and middle class people's kids to college. So isn't that a wonderful program? Mm. I just love it. It's awesome. And so this is what, so that's poor p- people stuff. Okay, yep. middle class people stuff is car, car payments, notes. car payment. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get rich on uh, airline he, miles with my credit card. Uh-huh. HELOCs. Uh, HELOCs. I'm going to I'm gonna take a second mortgage out, interest only, mm-hmm. and fix up my basement and build a deck uh, because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe all the SoFi commercials, oh, the gosh. pretty people. Student loans. Student loans, middle class. Well, some lower class, but mainly middle class. Mm-hmm. Keep you middle class forever. Um, whole life life insurance. That's a good one. Yes, whole uh, life. Leasing a car. Yes. Very middle class. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. middle class. So rich people... Don't ask how much down and how much a month. They ask how much. They avoid payments. They pay for it or they don't buy it. That's and that's what got them to be rich, and it's what keeps them rich. 
And so the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Yep. Because you keep doing the same crap that causes it mm-hmm. in both cases. And so you keep doing rich people stuff. You get to be rich people. I'm telling you, you make 30000 dollars $50,000 a year in America today, and you do rich people stuff for the next decade, you'll be all you right. will not be you will not be poor anymore. No, you'll be all right. You just do the stuff they do. You pay cash for things. Mm-hmm. You buy used cars. Uh, you don't lease stuff. You don't finance your freaking vacations. Yes. You stay out of the timeshare office. You run the whole life agent out with a stick out of your living room. Get out. <gasps> Get out. Get <laughs> You know, you do, this is what you do, right? You do, you start doing this stuff. You, I mean, and it's not a, it's again, it's not a character thing Yeah. because if it was a character thing, I would not have anything. Absolutely. Because I mean, I, I'm so dumb. I had to become a millionaire twice. Yeah. I lost it all the first time because I did practices. stupid butt stuff. So it's not, it, it's not that, but here's figure out. And, and you know, there's even stuff that people do by age group. Okay. Number mm-hmm. one mistake people do when they graduate from college. Student loans. No, they already had those. Oh, they buy a new car. Da, ding, 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 ding. They got their big boy, big girl job. They That's get a right. car. And I have to get a big girl car payment mm-hmm. to go with my big girl job because I'm, I'm embarrassed to drive the college car. Uh-huh. God help you. What a 1% problem is that? You had a college car. These are things that most people never even dream of having in one sentence. I know that's And you right. had that regardless of if it was a hoopty. But I had to go get a $35,000 car because the one I had didn't have an airbag. Oh, you're killing me here. Yeah. yeah. So this is ding, 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 ding. There's age group mistakes. There's social stratum mistakes mm-hmm. and or behaviors that cause you to be in that social strata. So if you want to level up, you change your behaviors. That's right. You change your habits. You change your views. Where there is no vision, the people perish. That's like die. Vision is key. And that is I want to level up. I'm going to do stuff I've never done before. So I have things I never had before. I'm going to pay a price to win. I'm not going to follow all the freaking li- all my broke friends that got an opinion about money. Go do what your broke friends do and see if you don't look like one of your broke friends. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dumb. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Stacy is with us in Los Angeles. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dick. Hey. So let me get right to the point. My wife and I were both 44. We're on baby step seven. Got a paid-off million-dollar house. 
have 1.2 million in 401ks. About ding, ding, well done. Thank you. Oh, Dave, I have to tell you, we when we paid off the house this year, I took a picture of myself barefoot on the on the on the lawn, and I posted on the the, the Baby Step Millionaires Facebook page, and I was overwhelmed with hundreds and hundreds of people liking it and commenting. <laughs> it. You are absolutely right. It it, it just feels so different. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love it. So here I am, my between my wife and I, we're making two hundred grand a year. And we're just piling up cash because we're savers. And I've got 13 grandkids. The youngest is four weeks old. The oldest is 13. And I'm thinking, how can I, how can I be intentional and give and help change their lives? And I'm thinking, what's the best way to save for their college or to help pay for some of their college? I Googled 529s and, and I was, I got a little confused. And do I set up 13 529s? Do I set up one 529 and then just allocate as I see fit or, what, you know, what, or do I just say the heck with it and just keep, just pull out of my investment accounts when they turn 19 and go to college? I must what, have misunderstood. I must have misunderstood you. I thought you said you were 44. That's what I thought. I am. You're 44 am. with 13 five, grandkids. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 54. 54. 54. I'm sorry. Not 44. 54. I'm feeling I'm so much better. Me now. too. For sorry, everybody's sorry. sake. I mean, you're yeah, not from California, not from Tennessee, so I couldn't figure that out. Okay. So my wife always round, my wife always rounds up and calls me fifty five, and I and in my mind I was thinking four, four. Make sure you yeah. say fifty four. Okay. Uh, that's okay. And I wasn't trying to make you older. <laughs> I just thought you were a child bride or something. I didn't know what your deal was. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. All right. So, uh, so I looked at that five. Here's what I, I would do if I were in your shoes. Okay. Thank you. If you put a five twenty, if you put it into a five twenty nine, they need to be individual. And uh, they're then in the kid's name, and you can set yourself as the custodian. You're in total control of it as the custodian. Okay? You don't even have to distribute it to them. You can just take the money. But the problem is you don't have to distribute it to them until they do what you say. Uh, The problem is that uh, that money then has to be used for education. I probably... I mean, I, we, we've uh, thrown money in our kids, our big grandbabies 529s, uh, on their first birthday to get them started. It's like a tradition. Their parents don't need the money, but we do it just to help them start the very first one, right, and to get it going. Right. Um, and I've only got seven. But, uh, but anyway, you've got the money. So <sighs> we don't know the path the kid is going to take. And when you're a grandparent, you have absolutely no control over the path the kid is going right. to take. And the money is now in the kid's name when you put it in a 529. Mm. So I'm probably going to be more of a control freak than that. Well, now you, that's my nature. And so my thought was to just do one big, like, separate fund. Yeah. And then and then be the, you know, the grandma-grandpa scholarship fund. And there then you go. Go to I school. Like and here's how you qualify. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> here's the qualifications for the scholarship fund. Yeah, we're not doing drugs. We're walking with Jesus. You know, we're not, uh, you know, uh, we're not a porn okay. star. You know, whatever it is, right? I mean, you know, you got you, you're going to be living a clean life, right? And so, because otherwise, you don't qualify for the grandma and grandpa scholarship fund, and that's gives them an incentive to uh, uh, to stand tall and to be somebody. So, so would you still do the five twenty nine? No, or? no. I think I'd just have a big okay. fund, and and I'd go ahead and announce it to the parents and the grandparents, and. I'd kind of start talking about it, like at Christmas. You know, there's a Grandpa okay. Scholarship Fund, and, you know, here's how you qualify. And, um, 
you know, you, Mike Rowe would be proud if you put a work ethic thing in there, right? Well, I'll tell you what, the serving Jesus is number one on the list. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. And, um, well, yeah. here, here's the thing. And, I mean, uh, you're doing cocaine. I'm not going to fund your life because I love you. I don't want to kill you. And giving a cocaine right. addict money ensures they're going to die. So that's not an act of love. That's just an act of irresponsibility. So, yeah, that's, you know, so you're going to, that's why I'm controlling because I love you. I'm going to control these funds because fun money makes these kids and every one of us more of what we already are. If you're a jerk so and you a, get money, you're a colossal jerk. You know, if you're misbehaving and you get money, you misbehave in style. Would you tell them, would you tell them how much is at stake? Thank you. That was my question. How much, how old are they? So the youngest is three weeks and the oldest is 13. And so my, my goal is to work backwards with a goal of 25 grand per, per grandkid. And then just what do I need to invest monthly, yearly okay. so that that's cool. Obvious, obviously the oldest, cause I have zero in the fund today. So obviously the oldest is going to take, you know, the lion's share in five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then the, the you know, I, I might, yeah, I might pay two, I might pay tuition for four years to a state school. Maximum okay. of X. I like that. Today that'd be forty grand, but yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not close to forty. I got time and I got time and resources yeah. to get there. Yeah, so. I'm just you do whatever you want to, do, or I'll pay for the first two years of tuition, maximum of X. But yeah, I think you're right. But mm-hmm. but let's you know because you got to put a limit on it. Otherwise, the you know we don't know what the stupid colleges are going to do. It could be eighty grand a year by the time one of them gets there or something, mm-hmm. and I don't want to be on the hook for that. So, uh, you know, maximum of X, whatever X is, and um, I'll pay up to four years of tuition mm-hmm. uh, to a state school, maximum of X, and here's the five things you do to qualify for the Grandpa and Grandma Scholarship. I love this. I love this, too. Good job, Grandpa. I love this. And, <laughs> and here's the thing. You know, here's the thing about this. You're a control freak. No. I just told you what you could do. You get to choose. I know. That's right. That's good. You so, get to so choose. I know you're going to – I hate to answer this next question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. <laughs> so what happens when, when – Grandkid one gets you know thirty five grand, and then grandkid two gets to zero because of the poor life choices, and and and, and they're you know and they go crying to their other siblings, or they go crying to their parents. Tough and, turkey you know, toenails. Me, That's what, what, do you, we, what do you, we used to say. Tough turkey toenails. <laughs> that's what we used to say because okay. it's your it's what Dave said. You, yeah, I think that's why you lay it out there ahead of time. Uh-huh. It's not a surprise boundary. This is the qualifications for the scholarship fund. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I had okay. a friend who was Cherokee. He's half Cherokee and he got his entire college paid for because he, he qualified for a native American, whatever, da, 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 da. Right. Right. I don't qualify for that. So I don't get to whine about it because it's, I'm not half Cherokee. Yeah. So shut your butt up, you know, call the wambulance. You know, and so you, here's the deal. And your behavior, you do get to quote. You get to choose. I was going to say, this is the difference. I get to choose my DNA. That's the But difference. I can choose my behaviors and my character. Those are mm-hmm. choices. Integrity is a choice. Yeah. And drug, they'll never be able to say they didn't know. Drug use and sexual promiscuity is a choice. These things are choices. And they affect your life long term. And old people like me and wonderfully wonderful stacy grandpa there know these things so <laughs> we're more actually more concerned boys and girls about your habit patterns and your life because they're a greater indicator of your success than your education 
Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Do you know how to tell the truth? Do you know how to smile? Do you know how to shake a man or woman's hand, look them in the eye? Uh, do you have a little bit of moxie? Can you swagger just a little bit, but not too much? I mean, can you can you work a whole day? Like a whole day. Can you get a callus on your hand? Do you know how to do that? <laughs> These are the things that will cause you to become successful more than your degrees. I know people with more degrees than a thermometer that can't find their way out of a wet bag. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I mean, that's the thing. So you, this is what Stacy's talking about. This is important stuff, is. y'all. Building character is more important. Meg Maker will talk about this in Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters, one of the best parenting experts on the planet right now. And, boy, is she catching some hell because she's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. Whew, man, talk to people about parenting in this crazy world. Man, oh, man. Well, guys, teach your kids character and then get them an education. That, that's what Stacy's lining up here. Yeah. I, I am... I don't have a grandpa and grandma scholarship fund. I might want one now. I know. That's a good idea. I might like the control that that would give me. You would like that. (laughs) You would like that, Dave. (laughs) The influence. The influence that that would give me. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, folks. Dave Ramsey here. There are moments in life we don't want to forget, like your kid's graduation or the once-in-a-lifetime trip. For the big moments, the everyday moments, and everything in between, every dollar is there to help you budget for all of it. It's the simple budgeting app that helps you plan, save, and spend for the important things. Budget for the life you really want every moment of it. Download the app or check the link in the show notes to create your free account today. Every dollar. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Richie is with us in Phoenix, Arizona. Hi, Richie. How are you? Hey, Dave. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Hey, so real quick, um, I've got a mortgage. It is the only debt I have. It is about 260000 left I owe on the house. I bought the house at an interest rate of 2.7%. I have $250,000 in the bank. So my question is, do I pay off the mortgage? Everyone's telling me that I could use that money and invest it and get a better return on it because I have such a low interest rate on the mortgage. Everyone is broke. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right. So you don't want to go with the they said and I heard financial planning firm. Okay. You follow broke people's advice. You, what would you expect to be other than broke? Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. Let's turn it around. Sometimes a good way to figure things out is to reverse engineer them and see how they feel. Mm-hmm. What's your home worth? Um, it's probably in the four fifties, five hundred. And what do you what do you make a year? Uh, me and my wife together bring home about 120000 a year. And how old are you? Uh, 30. Way to go. You've done very well, Richie. Congratulations. Oh, thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Okay. Let's pretend you're living in a $450,000 paid-for house, and you have no money in your checking except just an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses set aside over in savings, okay? Okay. And your house is paid for. Uh-huh. Mortgage rates come down. And you can borrow whatever you want to borrow on this paid-for house at two seven five. You're sitting there in a paid-for house. Can you breathe that in for a second? Would you go right. get a mortgage? 
and uh, you're saying I can borrow again? Uh, uh, yeah, let's just say you the interest rates were 275. He's gotcha. saying, would you borrow against your home? If your home? house is paid for, you're sitting in a paid-for house at 30 years old, it's 450000 you make 120000 a year, you got $30,000 in your checking account, would you go borrow $250,000, $300,000 on this house, on this paid-for house, at two seven five? Right. No, probably not. What's the difference? Yeah, exactly. Okay. The difference is this. Let me help you. When you ask the question in reverse, what we're doing here is we're activating your heart because once you kind of got your head around what I was saying for just a second, even though it was a hypothetical situation, we discussed taking a paid for house and putting it in debt for just a second, your stomach jumped jumped into your throat and your heart started beating faster. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Because the way that question asks is it activates the risk because your heart and your stomach measure risk. Your brain does math. And that's a metaphor of sorts, but my point is what your friends are not recognizing is risk. Mm-hmm. And every we, we've done detailed research, and 100% of the foreclosures occur on a home with a mortgage. Right. So there's always risk, even if it's 275, even if you have a steady job making a great income, there's always a level of risk. Now, in your case, it's not a horrendous level of risk. That's why it kind of becomes a theoretical discussion like a hmm i wonder if i should really do that hmm i wonder if my broke friends are right because there's you're not feeling the risk but let me tell you if that thing was up to your eyeballs and you could barely breathe you would feel the risk mm-hmm. yeah yeah because mortgages all debt equals risk more debt equals more risk less debt equals less risk and that is not calculated in the math that your broke friends are using and that's what our reverse scenario does for you it makes your body feel the risk Mm -hmm. because you really do feel it well yeah you're weighing you're weighing both sides of the equation accurately before it was easy to just say oh you don't need to pay off your house without even taking a moment to think what that would feel like and weigh that side of it and then when you do that it puts it into perspective which is now dr john deloney talks about and i've never heard anybody talk about it quite like he has but the research that's there the way our body carries stress Mm -hmm. we physically physiologically Mm -hmm. store up trauma yes store up stress and so when someone says this debt is weighing me down yeah that's an actual true statement yeah your body knows if you are carrying a backpack full Mm -hmm. of bricks yeah your body keeps the score is what he says that's what he says and um he's quoting a famous Mm -hmm. famous piece of research but we store trauma, we store risk, we store pain mm-hmm. physically in our bodies. And when you don't have that, there's a release. 100%. And that's what God's meant when he said the borrower is slave to the lender. Yeah. Slaves don't have choices. You know, it, it changes things. And you can't, uh, you can't fool your body into thinking it's not there. Your body does know. Yeah. We were talking about this with the student loans. You know, people are saying, uh, you know, but I can get a, a lower payment and kick the can down the road as if your body doesn't feel it. As, as if you don't really know somewhere deep down in your knower. Yeah. That this is stupid. Yes. And that it's still there. Yeah. It didn't go away. We, you know, you know, we just swept it under the rug and, mm-hmm. you know, all we got is a lumpy rug. Yep. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> lumpy it. Rug. Uh, Harry is with us in Michigan. Hi, Harry. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. 
Well, hi, Dave. Thanks for taking the call. Sure. What's up? Um, my question is, this is like a general education call. I don't have a home yet, but I'm, I've been looking at different kinds of insurance just to read about insurance. And one of them is home warranty insurance. Uh, I guess it's supposed to pay for any major home repairs. Right. Uh, so extended like warranty like on it. your home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, like it or not like it. Don't like it. Uh, if somebody gives it to you free, I'll take it. But um, but I don't buy right. warranties. Here's why. Extended warranties on anything, cars especially, but appliances and electronics and homes. Here's the general numbers on them. Okay. 12% of what you pay. So out of $1,000, $120, covers the actual probability, the statistical probability of the occurrences on average. You know, you take 1,000 people to take out this home warranty. On average, across 1,000 people, $120 per person is what's going to be spent on the things that it covers. So the actual coverage is about $120. So that leaves another $880 that goes to profit to marketing, and to commissions. So the reason the car dealers are so big on selling you a $3,000, $4,000 extended warranty on your $20,000 car is it's 88% profit in marketing and commissions. It's only 12% of the actual warranty coverage is that. Same thing's true on your home. What What you pay for it on average versus what it covers is about $120 per thousand. Mm. That's something. It's almost like they knew they were going to make a profit. And well, that's I mean, why they offered it. Best Buy. Okay. <laughs> Best Buy actually has great buys on flat screen televisions. Mm-hmm. They don't make hardly any money on their flat screen televisions. Not a lot of margin. I bet I know why. Two things. What do you think? I think they know they're going to recoup it on the warranties if they push the warranties hard enough. And 90 days, same as cash. Turns it into credit, Finance. Turns it into credit card debt. They make all their money on the financing and on the warranties. The TVs are just there to get you in the trap. Wow. Step up on the noose. I promise I won't pull the rope and hang your butt upside down. You'll be having blood rush to your head, wondering what happened. You just stepped in the noose. That's graphic, Dave. Sorry. That's what it is. That's what it is. You'll be hanging upside down, <laughs> waiting on whatever death is coming to you. But there it is. You know, I could cause all kinds of problems. Things, things running through my mind I don't need to say. But, yeah. Uh, the um anyway yeah i mean that's best buy you you can't buy a freaking number two pencil in best buy but what they don't offer to finance it for you and put an extended warranty on it you can't get out of the cash register the cash people the cash register people can barely make change but they know how to fill out the warranty stuff those warranties are everywhere i bought a coffee maker on amazon and asked me did i want a warranty i bought a t-shirt on amazon for eight dollars and asked me if i wanted to take it on three payments Wow. You can't make that crap up. Wow. If you can't afford your T-shirt, you might be a redneck. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Three payments. Three easy payments on a T-shirt. It wasn't even that funny a saying. (laughs) After that, I was just totally disillusioned. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios, it's the Ramsey Show. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. 
Jade Washall, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Our thanks to the Pods Moving and Storage folks sponsoring the studio. If you're thinking about moving, you need to check these guys out. It is an inexpensive way to move, and you get total control if you uh, everything doesn't work out right, you can put your stuff in storage because they just bring the pod, dump it out front. You fill it up. They put it in storage. It works really good. So appreciate those guys hanging out with us. And uh, if you need some help with your move, they're the people to talk to. Ricardo is with us. Ricardo is in Oklahoma City. Hey, Ricardo, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Good afternoon. Hey, what's up? Thank you for letting me be on your show. Sure. I had a question, just general question. Um, I have a... My wife and I, well, more hers, has a student loan, and we've been paying off it. But since uh, you know, COVID put a interest freeze on it, I've saved the money and I, and I paid it to myself, and have saved it. So now that they're about to kick on, I'm wondering if I should pay that lump sum to the student loan or to a car payment that I've been paying. Uh, both of them are about at the same of what I owe about 5500 is the student loan broken in into any pieces or there it's just one loan for 5500 it's just one loan for 5500 how much is in the savings account about 34 hundred dollars yes 3400 okay what's your household income Mm, about 80 okay is the car what's the car is exactly 5500 as well no, it's a little. Uh, it's a little bit lower. It's about forty-one. Pay the car first, and the student loan is fifty-five. Keep a thousand aside as your starter emergency fund, because you want that mm-hmm. in case anything. You know, you need a starter emergency fund, but then that would be called baby step two. But baby step one. But baby step two is paying off all of your debt in order from smallest to largest. Not okay. it doesn't matter about interest rate or anything like that. So just keeping it simple uh-huh. and following the plan, I think is going to help you. So keep a thousand aside. You've got twenty four hundred to throw at the car. How much other money okay. do you have saved? I'm sorry. How much other money do you have saved? Uh, in my four hundred one k. No, other than four hundred one k. Oh, then not not much. Just like a few hundred bucks. Okay. All right. Um, you guys, twenty four. How old are you? Uh, forty three. Forty three. Yes. And you make eighty grand. How long have you been married? Uh, nine. No, let's see. We've been together uh, so uh, seven years. Okay. All right. Um, tell me how you feel about this statement. You make too much money to be this broke. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. I mean, you make $80,000 a year. You shouldn't have a $5,000 problem. No. Okay. So here's what's what's happening. Here's what's happening. All the money comes in at your house. All the money goes out. There's no plan. The fact that you save $4,400 in your world after nine years of being together, seven years of being married, is... That's the first step of discipline and organization you guys have ever had. Congratulations, you're on the right track. I want you to take that little seed right there and let's grow that into an oak tree. I want you to save $34,000 now. 
You make too much money to be this broke. Sloppy and disorganized and overspending. I know I used to do it. I'm not picking on you. Am I wrong? Right. No, you're not wrong. Mm. This needs to be, like Dave said, this needs to be an I've had it moment. Mm-hmm. When you've come this far, you've been married seven years, you've got this debt, and you can't come up with $5,000, or all you've got to your name is $3,400. That's a lot of money going out the drain. Hey, ten, I, ten, wait, ten, 10 years from today, you'll be 52, right? Right. Okay, and so what you got to ask yourself is what kind of conversation the 52-year-old version of you is going to have with the 42-year-old version of you? Are you going to be pissed at him? You've been working your whole life, you got nothing? Or are you going to go, man, I'm so proud of you. That's the day you decided I'm going to put that 3,400 of that 4,400 towards that car. I'm going to roll up my sleeves. My wife and I are going to sit down tonight. We're going to start talking grown-up talk, like live on less than you make. We're not freaking Congress. We're going to get this thing right. under control. We're going to take an extra job. We're going to sell so much stuff the kids think they're next. We're going to clear this car. We're going to clear the student loan. We're going to put an emergency fund in place. We're going to start saving into our four. How much is in your 401k? Uh, I want to say 35. Thousand dollars. I haven't checked it. Right. Yeah. I haven't checked it lately. Yeah. Is this your, hey, is this your only debt? I'm curious. No, I have more, but this is the one I'm trying to start with the, you got the car and the student loan. What else? Uh, the mortgage. Oh, that's okay. Mortgage. Okay. okay. Here, the, where you're at is a really dangerous place. Yeah. Because you've got your income feels like, oh, yeah, I'm making enough money. It's really easy to wander into debt and feel like it's not that big of a deal. You're not a guy that's got, you know, $40,000 of debt, $80,000 of debt. So you're not feeling the weight in the same way. It's easy to just lollygag around and 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 spend money it's so frivolously and if you don't stop you're going to wake up and be 60 have not not have enough retirement have a car note have those normal things that because it's not this big massive weight of debt it's caused you to not be um, intentional about getting ahead you want cotton mouth it's the taste of regret in the back of your tongue you don't want that one you don't want to get there to be that guy. So that, we, hey man, I love you. And I'm gl- I'm proud of you. You've turned the corner here, and we want to help you go the next step. If we give you our nine week class, Financial Peace University, would you and your wife go through? Promise to go through it if I give it to you free. Yes. Okay. Yes, I can. All right, and you call us back if you got any more questions. We'll fuss at you some more because we love <laughs> you. Okay. We're not mad at you. We just want you to win, man. That's true. And um, understand the feelings that you got. You are a lot of America right now. Yeah. There's 44 million Americans with student loans. The, the interest starts back Friday. The payments start back one month later. Mm-hmm. And people are starting to go, holy crap. Because, um, you know, as good a job as Ricardo did, let's be straight about the math, yeah. okay? In the last three years, $4,400 would have been a lot less than his payments. Yeah. So he saved some towards it, which is more than most people did. Yes. But he didn't even save the payments. That's right. No, no. He over didn't. four years. So, well, he might have on 5500 Yeah, maybe. He might have. I might be wrong. I might. I think that's wrong. I think he did. I think he did. But most people hadn't. That Most people spent the money. And now they got it coming at them. Hey, we're student loans in America, how we got here and how to get you out. We're going to help you with that. It's a free live stream, September the 12th. Sign up at RamseySolutions.com slash student loans. Free. This is The Ramsey Show.
Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Jennifer is with us in Raleigh, North Carolina. Hi, Jennifer. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you both for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, I've been listening to your show daily since the end of July, beginning of August. I joined Jade's webinar on the 9th about the Every Dollar app. Was that helpful? And Yeah. Well, yes. she's sitting here, so you. you can tell the truth. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm um, glad you were there. Um, on the 16th, uh, we had my husband and I had our 21st wedding anniversary, and we decided to cut up our credit card that Yay. we had been using for 21 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, we also decided that we want to attack our HELOC. Now, we call it a HELOC. I know some people say <laughs> HELOC. But we came up with a new mantra. We're locked into we, hell. I got it. No, we're saying, let's get the hellock out of here. Hey, come on now. I love it. <laughs> I'm going with this. I need a T-shirt. I'm going with it. Good. <laughs> so my question is, um, considering our circumstances, how long do you think it might take us to pay off our hellock? Is, is there any so, other debt besides it? No. Okay, what's your household I mean, income? 231.5. And how much is your HELOC? Uh, it's 222,000. How much is your first? Uh, first, first what? First mortgage. Oh, it is 487. Okay. All right. And so you're at baby step 6. Uh, what's your interest rate on your first? It is uh 2.875 on the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And it, it's at 8.75 right now on the, on the HELOC. Yeah, ouch. Okay. Um, you're not going to reduce the HELOC a lot in this current environment. If you refinance them together, you would have a net loss on the interest, so we won't do that. If you were in baby step two, I would tell you to move the HELOC to baby step six. You, however, are already in baby step six. You have an emergency fund, you're putting 15% towards your uh, retirement, I assume. If not, that's what we would tell you to do. And then we say, okay, make 231. How much can we throw at a $222,000 HELOC? Yeah, so we aren't quite at baby step six just because, like, this is really pathetic because when I listened to your show and I just needed some motivation, I've been so motivated by so many debt, debt's free screen people, but we don't, I'm like, our emergency fund is $1,000 and we have $2,000 in checking right now. So Okay, you got to get the emergency fund built up before we have this discussion. Mm-hmm. Once it's built up to three yeah, to six months fine. of expenses, then you need to start putting 15% into your 401k. Are you guys already putting money in the 401k? We have 660000 in the 401k. Are you putting money in there this month out of your paycheck? Yes, it comes out off the top. Okay. How much, what percentage of your income is going into 401ks and Roth IRAs? 10. Okay. And we're going to raise that up after we get the emergency fund in place. No, you're going to do it so fast with your income, right. it doesn't matter. All right, so, let, so let's just fast think, Let's fast forward two months. Okay. You have an emergency fund, and you're starting to put 15% of your income away. That's our baby steps, baby step four. Then that's going to move you on to the HELOC. Um, and if you put $50,000 a year, $55,000 a year towards it, uh, you will be debt-free in four years other than your first okay. mortgage. Okay, do you... So you don't consider then the HELOC in step two? And not unless it's less than half your annual income, and it's not. It's equal to your annual income. Did you have debt before this HELOC? Um, uh, 
not really. We had a car, actually, but then we moved into this house in March of 2020, and that's when we took on this hellock. So, um, oh, what a day to move. Mm, I know, right? Yeah, it was actually such a blessing. Such a blessing. Yeah, I bet. But, um, mm. Let me but, ask you, um, is there any part mm-hmm. of you, this is, this, is, this is Jade talking, and Dave can correct me if I'm wrong. There's part of me that, because it's debt secondary to my mortgage there's part of me that would want to hit this with a stronger intensity than Mm -hmm. i would attack the first mortgage once i Mm -hmm. knocked out the hellock then i would slide back into more of an intentionality spot what do you Mm -hmm. think dave well i mean i'm gonna be focused on it but i'm not gonna change the baby steps to do it um i'm gonna Mm -hmm. put 15 percent of your income towards the retirement and i'm gonna make sure you have an emergency fund and then i still think you can put fifty-five thousand a year and be done in four years if you want to crank okay, it up so, a little bit heavier than that and pay it off a little quicker than four years, that's fine. Or if you guys get okay. some bonuses or an inheritance mm-hmm. or anything, you throw it at that. If you sell anything, throw it yeah, at that. I definitely I mean, crank it up. Yeah, let's just let's lean into it. But I'm not going to uh, go all the way back to uh, baby step two intensity. No, I don't think I'd be beans and rice, but I definitely wouldn't lollygag it. Like no, I would, no. It wouldn't be a walk in the park. Four years is max in my mind. Yeah. So okay, well that that's good. I I mean, does does your advice change at all if um, I have nine kids? <laughs> Not really. I mean, if you the margin's okay. the margin. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, it, it it may mean that you can't put fifty five towards it. It may take uh-huh. longer than four years, but okay. I'm still going to have an emergency fund in place. I'm still going to put fifteen percent aside, and I'm still going to scratch around in the budget and throw as much of it as I can towards this. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other option is to refinance. And the problem is your first mortgage is so low and it's bigger that the ma- the weighted average of the two interest rates is on a, at a current interest rate of seven or so. It's going to be much higher. So I would not refinance it uh, unless you just had to, to keep from losing the house or something. You're not at that stage. Um, no. But the faster you get rid of this thing hanging around your neck, as you've already come to realize the faster you're going to have prosperity and peace in the family. And so, you know, I'm going to lean into it as hard as I can. I don't know what your schedule is with the three, with the nine kids and activities and what all you've got plugged in there and what all is built into that budget. Um, but people with large families do the stuff we talk about all the time, but sometimes it just means it takes longer. Mm-hmm. And you may, it may take you longer than four years. Um, if you had two kids or no kids or something, you could do it in four years without a, there's no question. 55,000 out of 231 a year is just doable, okay? I agree. Throw in nine kids and 15% going to retirement, yeah, might be hard. Might get tight. Might be hard. You might have to take five years. But I, I, I really don't want you to drag this thing out. I'm with, I'm with you, Jade, in that sense. I want to have mm-hmm. some urgency. And you already had that urgency before you called us. Yeah, so all did. we're doing is agreeing with what you're already thinking in that sense. So good question. Johnny is in Cincinnati. Hey, Johnny, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, thank you. I I have tried to get on the show so long ago, I and I've resurfaced it. Thank you. This is this is monumental for me because I need the help. We'll try. How um, can we help? My wife and I. Oh, get your get your notebooks out. Those are going to be good. I I <laughs> oh I can't wait. Um, so my wife, we have been married five years. I'm forty three years old. She's forty six. Well, late bloomers. Um, got a three year old. I bought into your system way back when, and I changed my life. I didn't know I was going to get married. Didn't know I was going to have a kid. It happened in my forties. Everything's awesome, but my wife, it's hard getting her on the program. So here's what's happened. 
I had my ducks in a row before we got married. I'm living the snowball effect. I'm almost debt free. I'm paying this house off. And y'all didn't I'm talk about it before you got married. This is before we got married. You didn't yeah. talk about it though before you got married. Well, well, we kind of did. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> I mean, means you didn't. I mean, I don't think we established all the boundaries and stuff, but yeah. we, we talked about it. Now, she okay. didn't understand what all what you were doing and how important it was to you. You didn't talk about it much. Kind of means you didn't. There you go. Man, that's good. That's very good. That's perceptive. That's, that's exactly what's happened. So now we're five in. And, and she thinks you're crazy now. And getting her on the same page is a tough ballgame. To how much debt have you guys gone back into? Okay, so I okay. We're trying to do the old school thing. Yeah, we're we're up against a break, and I apologize. So here's what I would tell you: you're trying to work on the details of the plan rather than the vision of the plan. You need to pan back the conversation. Say, honey, where do we want to be when we're 65? Where do we want to be when we're 55? What's the best way to get there? I think the plan I've been using is the best way to get there. We can talk about that, but we have to agree on our dream in high definition before we start working on the tactics. You went straight to tactics, and she thinks you lost your mind. That's how you fix this. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Ryan and Jenny are with us. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Good. How are you? Better than I deserve. Where do y'all live? Radford, Virginia. Ah, welcome to Nashville. Good to have you. And how much debt have you paid off? 290k. All right. Ooh. How long did this take? 6 years and about 10 months. Good for you. And what was your what was your high income and your low income during that time? High income probably about 170, um low income about 55. <laughs> wow. What do y'all wow. do for a living? I work with the public, so <laughs> You work with the public? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we all do. <laughs> like in PR, what do you mean? Um, like investment stuff. Cool. Okay. All right. And what do you do? I'm a program manager. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Good to have you guys. And so 290 over six years, I'm guessing you paid off your house. That's right. Yes. Yeah! Very cool. Looking at weird people. <laughs> Love it. Congratulations. What's this house worth? Uh, when we bought it, probably about 205 and whatever the market is now right so well what would you think it is now probably 320 okay good for y'all way to go how old are you two i'm 31 i'm 32 yeah pay for a house in freaking virginia that's right i mean that's incredible way to go thank you how's that feel awesome feels good for our kids that are here today and um we're excited to really stack some money away from them that's good awesome. for your parents they know you're not moving back to their basement that's right that's true so i mean it's everybody's happy right that's right oh, yeah. way to go you guys Thank pretty you. incredible cool. 55 to 170 nice income jump during that time i'm guessing one of the careers must have kicked off during that that doubled the income and in some almost both yes. yeah yeah yep. yeah okay wow good for y'all well done very well done hey man that's powerful all right tell us the story what started this journey um, I actually heard your name while I was working at a bank. Um, my first job out of college. Uh-huh. Didn't know who you were. Never heard of you. So I was like, well, I'll look this guy up. Everybody was talking about you at the training. Um, I guess that's not Was a it good that's or probably, bad? Probably, <laughs> bank training and my name comes up. I think we know what that was. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually, the devil. Yeah, they, they were talking great about you. And I was like, well, I'll look into it. I have some student loans and so does my soon-to-be wife. So 
we'll look into it and i think you bought me the book for christmas yep i read it and game was over there it is <laughs> yeah. it's history just like that and so jenny you brought the book so you yes. you kind of go got along with it then right oh yeah oh yeah it was your, was your really your idea yeah it okay. was my idea yeah right. <laughs> that's still, cool so you're here to, you're here because you paid off the house but you mentioned you had student loans too how much did yes. you pay off it's about 80k in student loans come wow. on yeah Good people are you. doing it every day love mm-hmm. it good for you guys so what do you tell people you use the total money makeover book and what else how else did you plug into us uh we actually went to the bank every two weeks and mm-hmm. got certain denominations mm-hmm. of bills and put them in envelopes and we used a lot of envelopes because those envelopes got wore out. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We still maybe went to Target and walked around, but we didn't buy anything for a couple <laughs> yeah. years. Um, she still had to get her fix on that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's really just be intentional with it, as you always preach. And if you're intentional with it, you know, it'll happen. Uh, it, it was hard along the way because you, you know, you don't see a whole lot of progress every day. But you know, mm-hmm. when you pay one off, you really start seeing it grow. So that's something. People and uh, some of your friends make fun of you. Um, um, they, yeah. they laughed at the envelopes for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we upgraded to the wallet eventually, but we wore that thing out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And now you're kind of in a position like, uh, living in a 300 and something thousand dollar house. It's paid for wow. right. and I'm 30 yeah. years old. How you like me now? Right. That's yeah. right. Exactly. How you like my envelopes now? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So well you've got done. this whole village of people over here mm-hmm. next to you. Oh, yeah, who's the posse? Yeah, so we have my family here. Her family wasn't able to make it, um, but they're listening in. Um, but we have my brother, my sister-in-law, my great, uh, my grandmother, my grandfather, my mom and dad, and then our two kids. Ah, well, they all got to be proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Good for you guys. Well done, well done. All right, so somebody's listening for the first time today. They've never heard of all this Ramsey stuff. You read the Total Money Makeover book, and that was it. Game on. You went through just the book, and you said, I'm going to do this. And here we are six years later. You're standing on this stage, mm-hmm. paid off your house and everything. What is the key to getting out of debt in your all's minds? Consistency. Just stay consistent. Be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Just continue. You'll mm-hmm. see the payoff eventually. It's kind of boring, isn't it? It is, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love it. What about you, Ryan? What do you think? Um, you know, just like she said, you can't really see the end of the road, but you can always see what the headlights show you on the road. So, you know, just stay with the journey, and eventually you'll end up where you need to go. Um, it is a long journey, but eventually you get there. <laughs> well, so you what, guys got there. That's great. Yeah. So what's uh, how much is in your all's 401ks and Roth IRAs and stuff? Um, we probably have about a quarter million in in there and, okay. and starting to stack even more and more in in some yeah. mutual funds and things so. so you're about halfway to millionaire already at, and you're only 31 that's right way yeah, to way go to you go. guys you'll be baby steps millionaires before we know it yeah. easy by 35 easy the way you're going way to go you guys i'm very proud of y'all Thank i you. know your whole family is they wouldn't have come to support mm-hmm. you otherwise unless they just wanted an excuse to come to nashville party i don't know what it was <laughs> yeah. could have could, could have been that but yeah but they're proud of you too congratulations you guys very well done and you brought the kiddos bring them up what are their names and ages so we have luke and he's six months oh wow and tegan and she's two Cute. wow beautiful beautiful family well done. Well, those kids don't even know how great a heroes their parents are. <laughs> Completely changed your family tree. The math that goes from here is millions and millions. It's going to be amazing where y'all are going to be if you just stay the course and 
just be smart i mean just be wise which the culture is so crazy Mm -hmm. but you guys have the ability to end up with an amazing wealth that you built for these two and way to go very very proud of y'all hey we've got the uh, live and give box for you that includes the baby steps millionaires book your next stop and the total money makeover book those are both number one bestsellers showing folks how to do it you started with the total money makeover you'll be able to give that away to somebody and help them and the financial peace university membership as well if you haven't been through it go through it if you have then uh, give it to somebody it's the live and give box proud of you guys well done well done ryan and jenny tegan and luke from virginia two hundred ninety thousand paid off in six years and 10 months making 55 to 170 31 years old debt-free house and everything they're weirdos i love it count it down let's hear a debt-free scream ready three, three two, two one. one we're debt-free wow wow that's amazing. There it is. It's amazing. Literally textbook, Dave. Exactly. Textbook. Exactly. And the math goes, I mean, it, guys, just put in a financial calculator what a $2,000 house payment becomes in 10 years when you pay it into mutual funds in mm-hmm. your 401k Roth. Mm-hmm. And just see how much money that is. It's millions of dollars they're going to have. Buku bucks. Yep. One hundred percent. Going to be. They're set up for life. And those little, that little bitty cute baby, is in great shape. I just need people to hear this and see this. Eighty thousand in student loan debt mm-hmm. that they paid off. I mean, they're making f- between fifty-five to one hundred seventy k. So I got to believe that for most of that time, they're maybe around a hundred, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it's not to say they were making one hundred seventy all mm-hmm. six, almost seven years. Right. Right. Paid off eighty thousand in student loan. Went on to pay off their home mm-hmm. in the amount of time that we say between seven to ten years is mm-hmm. usually what it takes. Mm-hmm. There, it's real. Is yep. what I want people to. It's real. This no. is not just a few people get it or a few people like every day we see these people doing what Ryan and Jenny did. They're inspiring. They're heroes. It's inspiring, man. They're heroes. They changed their whole life. They changed their whole family tree by paying a price to win. That's right. And, uh, you know, the thing is, you can just decide. They did. Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Drive along the interstate right now. You. You can just decide right now. Mm-hmm. You're no different. Yep. You. Yes, you. You decide. Right? Now. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, 2 Corinthians four eighteen. So we fix our eyes not what is on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Nick Walinda said, I've trained my whole life not to be distracted by distractions. <laughs> the great Walinda. You got to love it. Tori is with us. Tori is in Providence, Rhode Island. Hi, Tori. What's up? Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, Dave, you mentioned middle-class stupid things earlier, and, well, my husband and I bought too much house. Okay. Um, I'll give you a quick story. So you always say to only take out a 15-year fixed mortgage where the payment is no more than 25% of your take-home pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got foolish, and we bought a house for $425,000. Mm-hmm. Our total monthly payment is about 25% of our $10,000 take-home pay. 
but we're on a 30-year fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, we used the mortgage payoff calculator on the Ramsey Solutions website, and it says if we put a thousand extra each month, we could knock this out in 15 years. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, we're putting what more than 35% of our take-home pay toward the house. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what would you do to tackle this if you woke up in my shoes? What is the curve prediction on your household income? I mean, like, what 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 are your what are your careers, and how fast do you see your incomes coming up? We're thirty nine years old. I feel like my husband is uh, probably he's already kind of at the top of his field uh, in, in library services, around one hundred and five k. I'm at sixty seven k, and I I don't know how to answer that question. I almost what do you do? Was on today. What do you do? Um, you know, I work in I work in higher education administration, so just administrative work. Okay. All right. So the chances of you all raising your income in the next three or four years to make this a 25% is fairly low. I think so, but, I mean, maybe I'm being pessimistic. Okay. Hmm. What else do you own? Uh, really uh, nothing. I mean, we are, we are debt-free. Um, we have the emergency fund, and then aside from emergency fund and retirement, we have about $60,000 in a sinking fund uh, earmarked for just home repairs because uh, we bought a relatively old house. And then we have $105,000 in a taxable, taxable brokerage account. What do you owe on the house? Uh, let's see. We put 15% down, so we owe three hundred sixty k. And you have $160,000. Correct. What's your interest rate on your mortgage? 5.5. Okay. Um, I think if you pay your regular payment and put 160000 of your liquid cash towards your mortgage, you'll be done in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I think, yeah, I think you could run that math out. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we budget, we budget a zero based budget. So we know we can for sure throw a thousand extra. Yeah, give me the numbers again. What's your balance on the mortgage? Yeah, 360 balance on the mortgage. 369. And you got, uh, you, you have 60 in a sinking fund. And what was the other non, uh, the other taxable account? 105K. 105. So 165. Account. Okay. So let's just say 300K at your current payment. No, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, 200k at your current payment. That'll pay off in less than 15 years. Okay. Yep. Yep. Well, you still have no, a, but the payment is still a 35 percent of your take-home pay. Or still, yeah. No, it's not because you're 25. on a 30. We turned your 30 oh, yeah. into a 15 by reducing the principal. Mm-hmm. 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 If you want to keep all the right, house, cool. put all this money on the balance. Okay. So just drain drain the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, down to you need to keep an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses, but mm-hmm. any repairs or upgrades you're going to do, you're going to do with cash flow while you pay this mm-hmm. house payment. Okay. Because I think we just turned your thirty into a fifteen by reducing the balance. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this okay. in my head, so I might not be right, but I'm pretty close. I think you're about right too. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that so that's what bails you out here. Now, of course, the other thing you can do is not keep the house. But that's mm-hmm. the thing is I a lot of things you do in finances you just undo them if they're stupid the house is the most expensive thing to undo 
yep. emotionally because you got to, it's like having a root canal to move. Mm-hmm. You know, you got, you, uh, you know, uh, that you're uprooting everybody. You got to, you know, the yeah. time it takes to reset all your addresses on every, oh my gosh. And it's expensive to move. It's expensive to move. I mean, this is a, so if you yeah. like the house enough to emotionally part with 160 five thousand dollars and throw that at the balance that turns you into a good position so if you had put that much down you would have been able to take out a 15 year mm-hmm. yep you're right so that's the only it wasn't the house that was wrong it was the down payment that was wrong mm-hmm. okay okay assuming you like yeah. the house and i'm guessing you love the house because you were stretching into it yeah that's a really good way that you put that. The down payment was wrong. They put they threw their money into the wrong thing. Yeah, they held back to do the re, to do, they they got a bunch of renovations, mm-hmm. stars in their eyes on the house. So they're going to be living in a house they don't like as much as they would have had they used that sinking fund. That's right. That's right. But um but that sinking fund is what should have been on the down payment all along. And the 105 in non in taxable. Mm-hmm. There's no question, yeah. So yeah, the house wasn't the wrong purchase. I don't know that I I'm trying to think I don't know if I've ever taken that call. No, that was a very interesting call. That you can reduce the house uh, amortization, mm-hmm. and again, I'm doing that in my head. I wish I had my wish I had my financial calculator in front of me, see if that actually worked out. But that'd be very. It's very. I bet you two hundred thousand on that. It was five percent, two hundred thousand. Um, we well, the payment. We know what the payment would be. We could back into it at thirty. Uh, that'd be interesting to do. Wish I had time to do it. Oh well. In well, the old in the old days, on the, when I cash. first started this radio show, we would sit and do crap like that live on the air with the calculator and it was so boring so we'll move on (laughs) (laughs) thank you dave on behalf of all of us jennifer is in albany new york hey jennifer what's up hi i was calling to see uh, my husband and i just recently started your baby steps Mm -hmm. um in july Mm -hmm. and we've been able to pay off about eight thousand dollars in debt way to go i yeah it's been good we we're doing well but i want to sell my car what do you owe on it i have a I owe thirty thousand. What's your household income? And it's a, um, one hundred and sixty to one hundred and seventy thousand. What's the other car worth? Um, I'm not sure what it's worth. Roughly we're down to the last eight payments. Roughly, um, what's it worth? Is it a fifty thousand dollar car or a twenty thousand dollar car? Oh, it, it's um, a Ford F one fifty. Um, 2018. So maybe the book on it is somewhere between 15,000 and 20,000. Yeah. Okay. So you got $50,000 worth of cars and mm-hmm. you make 160. So the first thing is you don't want more than half your annual income in cars. You don't violate that one. The second thing is, can you pay off this car and all other consumer debt? If you guys keep on this new excitement that you've got in less than two years? Yes. If you like the car, I would keep it. Okay. All right. Because it's not so out of control. You want us to do and add it to the snowball. Yeah, I'd put, put, it, put it on the debt snowball, maybe the bottom of the debt yep. snowball. If you don't want to keep it, it's okay to sell it. Mm-hmm. But our rule of thumb is if it's it's a boat anchor in the math and it's going to take you longer than two years or the total of your cars is like right. 80% of your household income and you got too much tied up in things going down in value, then you would need to sell it. But you don't violate either one of those math guidelines. So then it just comes down to a choice if you the two of you want to sell it. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with selling it, but is it necessary for you to succeed financially for you to sell this car? No. No. It just depends on how fast you want to go. Yeah. You want to go faster? Then and which is kind of, she's got the new excitement. Yes. I'll tell you what, wait till Christmas. 
after Christmas, after after the first of the year, y'all talk about it again. Let the let the newness wear off of the excitement yeah. of the attack zone because it, it's gonna it's gonna start to yeah. The gazelle gets tired when he's intense. <laughs> he's running fast. That's it. <laughs> That puts us hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.